Welcome to Probably Science. Uh, you probably think it's probably circuses because uh, the theme song. We're going to talk about that in a minute. People still send it in covers. We love it. You're still encouraged to do so, um, and we'll, we'll throw them on there. I'm Jesse Case, one of your hosts. Uh, sitting right across from me is Matt Kirshen. Hey, Jesse. Hey, buddy. And perpendicular to us mm-hmm. uh, is Andy Wood. Hey, guys. Hey. How's and it going? That was, uh, Pretty good. That was Luke Thomas who sent in the fairground organ version yeah, of that, our theme tune. Was that a calliope, you think? Is that what a calliope sounds like? I have not heard that word before. Yeah, so I don't you think never heard the word calliope? I don't think Maybe. I have either. Really? Yeah. It's a vague bell. Oh, I wasn't introduced yet, but Skipping the formalities. Calliope, think- yes, I have heard the term calliope. But I wouldn't say, you, you're saying fairground, aren't you? Well, that, that's what, that it was what it was sent in as. That's, what, that's yeah. how Luke described it. Is, his own like, I, up front, I, it didn't sound like fairground. What did it sound like to you? I can't, I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saying the word he said didn't yeah. sound like... I, I, oh. It took me like three times to hear it. Oh, okay. Oh, got it. Got I it. don't even know what... When know, a British person says fairground, does it sound like a nasty... It sounds bad? Yeah. So it's uh, like the... The F word you can't say. Okay. Oh, really? That just means cigarette. That's a, right. Right. That's, there you go. Yes. There you go. That would be a very bizarre intro to the. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With organ after it as well. That, that's, yeah. that's, I can understand your reluctance to repeat it now. Yeah, absolutely. You were like, Man. You're on, you're on a network TV now. Man. Luke Thomas is a freak. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does he think instruments are? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> uh, that is the voice of, of comedian, actor, uh, you may know him from Bad Judge. It's Tone Bell. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks Finally for having me. on the show. We've been yeah. trying to make this happen for a while. Glad yeah, this worked o- out. Yeah, definitely over a year. Yeah, our neighbor and friend. Yeah. yeah and, but too busy. Too successful. Uh, either sleep or busy. I mean, <laughs> well, well, one night you were just too drunk, and then Matt <laughs> and I had to do the episode ourselves. <laughs> I, I did thought get... that wasn't something we were... <laughs> oh, are we not? No, we have to edit that up? I'm... <laughs> It was a while ago, man. I, I, I drank a little whiskey. We, yeah. we all do. <laughs> no, it was a while ago. some good news that day. I did. That was, that <laughs> no, was, it was worth celebrating. Some good industry news. Yeah. And you and a fellow guest of the show, Mark, Mark Agee. Mark yeah. Yeah, it was worth re- celebrating. Did a little celebrating, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and everything at about 7 o'clock, you were like, I don't think the show's going to be for me today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could try, but... <laughs> no, and you guys got good news, and to be honest, we we shouldn't have been a priority after that, you know? It was. I'll. I'll do that. If it's weird how like uh, any sort of, at li- well, at least with me, uh, any sort of showbiz success immediately goes to my head, like too quickly. Like I'll get delusional <laughs> within like five minutes. Like what? What do you do? Give me an example. Like something small. Like someone will be like, "Hey, uh, do you want to?" Um, okay. Well, for instance, I have an audition coming up for Ted Bundy. Nice. Which I think I would fucking rock that yeah. right he's making tv shows now yeah he's making tv shows <laughs> um no but i've i've an, uh it's one of the reasons like i listen to those audiobooks and everything but I have, I have an audition coming up they're making a uh they're making a proper a proper movie not a made for tv movie um but like as soon as i got the news of just that which i won't fucking get i'm like thinking of i'm like telling friends to fuck off down payments on cars i can't afford <laughs> It's yeah, just yeah. I, I every time anything like that happens, I just ruin my life. Glimmer of hope, man. I need a 
<laughs> who are the dealers who get you like not just coke but it needs to be on a tray like i need the tray of coke i need one of those dealers <laughs> it needs to come with a lot like i need i need it needs to come with the, the mirrors itself I, and the cocaine should come with mirrors like, <laughs> and, and body parts to do it off of maybe full yeah. people why or not if, if not that just the body parts yeah, give me the full pack I'm, I'm ted bundy after all yeah you who can are the, do yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll return later to do coke off the off the body again. Is that what he does? He was like coming back to the same places. Oh, he would come back and sleep with the corpses. Oh, I didn't know all the details of this one. Okay, yeah, uh, this, is, this is, kind is the of sorority one, right? Huh? This is the sorority one, right? That was like the final. Okay, the you know, final. He broke out of prison twice successfully. He was free twice. What? Jesus. Um, you got to respect. After like, the you first know, time, you just left. You didn't break out. He knew how to. He knew. He knew what he was doing. Well, the first time. I mean, all right. Leaving, if guys. you guys want to talk about it for a second, just because it, it's <laughs> so. All, all I'll say is, like, I, you know, those bullshit serial killers who just kill the bodies and do nothing with them. You go, like, what a waste of a body. Yeah. Whereas he no was yeah. resourceful mm-hmm. and, you know, cared about. No, return to the site. You like, know? Like the Native American serial yeah. killers, which use every you part use, of the uh, Use every part yeah. of the, the dead college girl, you know, is the, is the, is the way. Um, no, he did this thing where he was in prison because uh, he broke out one time. And everything he did was was under the guise of, you know, going through proper legal channels. He was going to represent himself in court, so he needed access to the law library. So, and then he sort of made a little bit of friends with his guard. So, so then, we, as soon as he gets the chance, he already had clothes on under his clothes, and he just jumps out a second-story window um, from the law library and just gets the fuck out of there. And eventually, since he broke, they didn't his, put a fence on that side. They were like, they were like, ah. No, it was, it was in a, it was in the courthouse. It was like a, it was a recess from his trial. Oh wow! You know what I mean? So he had a guard standing there, but the guard was like behind a bookcase or something. He just split. The second time, <laughs> I wonder who's going to play that guy in the movie. <laughs> the second time, he uh, he gets caught, goes to prison. This time, it's like maximum security. Like like they're like, we're on to you. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> no more funny stuff. No more funny stuff. <laughs> Um, so he's, you know, always a million guards around him and all this stuff. And he does this thing where he, he can't eat the food. He's like allergic to like jello. Like he can't, he can't eat the food. They don't serve lunch at this prison. So he's saying we're all malnourished and he starts this big prisoner fight to like get people more, like to get more lunches. He writes to the governor. They make it happen. They're like, all right, we're going to do these lunches because he winds up losing like 50 pounds just because he's, he's like, can't do it, uh-huh. right? And then you realize the whole thing's a fucking lie. He just wanted to lose enough weight to, to fit through a one-square-foot hole behind his lighting fixture, and he escapes again. So he was, like, gaming them for six months just so he could this do is, this. this is a good just goes to show you can't trust serial killers. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, as if, it, yeah, it's as if they're, like, deceptive. Yeah, you said you wouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. By the way, I don't, I don't want to like burst your bubble on this, but a, a quick IMDb-ing shows that the movie Bundy came out in 2002, and according to the cover of the VHS, it, it, it is the, the Boogie Nights of serial killer flicks, so you've got your work cut out for you, Jesse. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, is that movie was bullshit. I've seen okay. it. By the way, the end, is back, my... the end is backwards on the cover Weird. of Bundy. Like he's is Russian? It, or like a little kid. Like, what's the... <laughs> like <laughs> a Toys R Us. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> backwards end. Yeah. And then also, if, if you like this, it shows other Heads movies you Bundy. might like. Right. And basically, any any famous serial killer has a movie yeah. titled just his last name. Like, there's a Gacy, there's a Dahmer, which was the start of Jeremy Renner's career. He really? played Jeffrey Dahmer oh, in 2002. Yeah. So this yeah. could be the start of. Uh, oh, this could I could be, be an Avenger. Yeah. In no time. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna not, not gonna stop their franchise anytime soon. So no, no. Just hop in. I, I, I just told you it, before it, that I used to live on the same street as a serial killer. Oh we yeah. Discussed that on the show, which right? One? Which one? Dennis Nelson. 
I don't know. At that. a different time, it's okay. worth pointing out. He was already in prison by the time. Oh yeah, I, I think that does something. Like but it, but it's one of those famous addresses. Like I used to live on Cranny Gardens in North London. Right. And when you mention the the name of the street, people are like, "Why do I know that road?" And you go, "Oh, because it's an infamous address." <laughs> right. It's one of those location, location, location. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that is it. Brian Poseidon talks about seeing uh, seeing a guy who looked familiar in the airport. He had this crazy mustache. He's like, "How do I know?" And he's like, "I finally had to ask him." And he's like, uh, "I know you from somewhere, don't I?" And he's like, "OJ Simpson killed my son." <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's right. And like, and then he realized, like, oh, that's that guy has had to say that to a lot of people. Like, you're familiar. Are you in like a movie? No, OJ Simpson killed my son. That's how you know me. My, <laughs> Holy uh, shit. One of my favorite SNL sketch of all time was uh, Norm Macdonald uh, being a guest on Weekend Update <laughs> as as the guy that sketched the Unabomber, the police oh, yeah, sketch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so good with eyes and, he goes, he goes, and, and And then they show the actual photo, but he's like in a hoodie with sunglasses, uh, the sketch, and he goes, yeah, I'm uh, not so good with eyes. And uh, and then he's like, this other guy, the 10-gallon hat killer. It's the kind of cowboy hat with sunglasses. sunglasses and he goes, hey, I'm not good at hair. Yeah, I'm not so good with hair. <laughs> Oh, Norm Macdonald, the absolute best. Hey, Tone. Yes. You know, buddy, we like to ask all our guests all right. uh, when we get them on here. Um, do you have a background in science at all? Even if it was just a class you enjoyed, uh, something like that. I mean, I was actually more—I was way more math and science in high school, and I went to college initially for uh, biochemistry. Like that was my initial major. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, freshman, I, I switched out because I was like, the the labs just got to me. I think I was having too much fun at school, and I what was do you like, mean? just like the you know the the four hour lab. Yeah, uh, like, I mean, like, your labs like three times a week, four hours, four hours per class, and I was like, I just, I don't know if I can dedicate this much time, and this is, then I have to do this double, triple the time if I actually get a job like this. This is gonna, not, uh, I'm not gonna want yeah. this. I don't want to make perfume forever. And keeping lab notebooks, yeah, oh, I was so bad at that. It, uh, so I just, I, I was like, what you know, what else do you want to do? And I just, I switched over to like TV and film. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I was very into it. I have, a, I had a science. Now you make chemistry on screen. You know huh? what I mean? <laughs> oh, hey, magic. Hey. <laughs> What's in your beaker? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, well, I had a teacher uh, who, very influential, uh, his name was Scott Huckabee. And this dude, he's like, you ever met that guy who... Wait, wasn't he like a... Didn't that guy run for president? That, that, well, that's the common... No. I mean, there was a guy named Scott... Is, Mike, yeah, Scott Mike, Mike Huckabee. Mike Huckabee. Huckabee. Okay. Got Scott it. Huckabee... Uh, is it a Jude Law movie? I Heart. I Heart. Huckabee. Oh, that was I Heart. I Heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But none of these are this guy. Okay. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> he, I mean, he was like you know he was very influential. He was like you know he was he he was a genius, right? That um, like knew he was a genius and could not work with other people, so he had to work with people below him, which is teaching. Because otherwise, he'd have to be admitting that someone could be smarter than he is. Yeah, occasionally, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, like he he would bring in his report cards. Like who keeps like you're forty now? Who keeps your report cards? cards. And uh, I mean, it would be like wow. I mean. You know, semester after semester, all A's, and then he have a B, and he'd like look at it again and get pissed about it. He'd be like, <laughs> in he, front of you, like, he'd be like, I stayed up three nights in a row, and I got a fucking B. And you're like, oh my god, dude, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Take these home, by the way, put them in an album, and put them on a coffee table in front <laughs> of the fireplace. Throw them away like everyone else does, yeah. But uh, wow. nah, he, he was a, he was a man. He was he was a really smart guy, great guy. Um, I mean, he taught. I went to a very small high school, so like he taught basically every science class, right? And uh, so you know, he'd hop from biology to chemistry and uh, physics and all that. And uh, uh, I mean, we. I mean, at one point, like we skinned it. I mean, we had to we had to dissect the cat. I don't know if anybody else had to do that. We had to. You had to skin a cat. How many skin is, a cat? How, is, whole are cat. there a lot of ways to do that? 
<laughs> I don't know if there if there's just one way. Or as it, as it heard, more than one. I don't, I don't know. Correct way. I don't yeah. know. We had to dissect this chat, and if you put it back that. together, if you put a I frame think... back together, you got an A for the semester. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> If you, this is this a Frankenstein this is a, this is a real, This is a real, Wait, real if, thing. If you put a frame back together, what does that mean? No, the, 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 the skeleton, the cat skeleton back together. Like, so you, have to so you dissected it. it down to the skeleton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you Full have to, dissection. You bundied it. Boil, boil the meat off. What? Uh, take the organs out. You, this do like they a, call it meat in the inside? <laughs> yeah, do you call it meat? <laughs> and are you supposed to boil it off? I don't know if that's how you do <laughs> that section. Like, like, do, do you just cook a cat? I think, yeah. <laughs> this what is, we cook cats. You, this was, was this science at all? This is like a crazy Why did you go to high school in a Chinese restaurant? <laughs> Jesse. There are a lot of double majors. It's true. It's true. It's a, true. it's a stereotype that's true. I was a biochemistry <laughs> slash culinary arts major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it never sounded as creepy until right now, <laughs> because everybody had to do it. Sure, the 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 class before us, and I think it's whatever he got his hands on, because the class before <laughs> it's whatever he got his hands on. <laughs> His neighborhood cats. He's a teacher because <laughs> they, they had to do uh, they had to do baby sort of a pigs. falls into his net. Fetal right. pigs. They had to do, do, fetal, do pigs. fetal pigs. Yeah. Fetal pigs. Very common. So I think sure. ninth grade you started with a frog, and then tenth grade was a cat. Tenth or eleventh grade was a cat. I've and never never known cats to be part of this. They process. came in bags, long bags. Just uh, in formaldehyde, yeah. How would they have not thought there's going to be people who are too... Like, I wish I had known I was going to talk about this story. I have... If we ever do a follow-up, I have the... I made like a... Uh, the my, my journal, my, my pictures and everything. Like sure. Doing, and so I still have it. It's like it's... You kept trophies. And nobody in the class was disturbed. <laughs> no one opted out because they're like, I like cats well, Nobody too much. wanted to do it, but it's like, all right, everybody's going to try to get this A. Right, right. You know, so, so, I mean, you basically started You're trying I mean, to put the cat back together. Yeah, we and were you using wire, like wire frames, yeah, like yeah, proper? Yeah. yeah, I never got to the whole. I, got, I mean, only two kids did the did the full frame. <laughs> now, I was picturing some really really dumb students, just like <laughs> paws going on backwards. They're like, no, that's. Have you ever seen a cat that looks like like the head's upside down? Hey, man, when did I anybody? Even you have trouble with puzzles. Like, yeah. You can't yeah. put together back. A did cat. anybody do the thing where they they take the skull from the next table over and then they're like, hey, it's a Siamese cat? <laughs> you know what I mean? A little two head action, pretty sweet. Now, I, now, d- now, now you did get three hundred points on your final if you just did the skull and that's it. That'd be so, hard. So I did the skull. I did the How? skull. No, nice. Points. That's one. Bo- that's the jaw and the skull, right? <laughs> you like, had to, yeah, yeah. Just you, put them back and make yeah, it. You had to be like, pres- you can like just pull out your pocket. Like you had, you had to like present it. So I had like a small case and like a, it was, like, on a pedestal. Bag. <laughs> so you had to go down. You had to pop. Royal you had to go down to Hobby Lobby with your Ziploc bag full of cat bones. <laughs> And say what, is, what fits this? What is this like? How big of a box do you need? Uh, let's just say, hypothetically, if you've seen a cat before, a cat skull. Like, let's see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's what I measure things at. It's the size of a cat skull. <laughs> I, yeah, that's how you. That's how I scale things. <laughs> Man, I think it'd be cool if you were like uh, teaching a dissection, like as a joke, just to throw in one like turducken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just keep finding more animals. Inside the animals, <laughs> like we've never seen this before. <laughs> oh God! There's a there's a cat inside that fetal pig, and then oh look at that! There's, there's oh. a frog inside that. Fetal pig. Whoa! Like just do it all at once. It'd be and like the very uh, center is a perfect diamond. Yeah, is <laughs> a pearl. Does it, does it, I love it. No, it'd be like one of those like uh, super super intense like crash courses. Like you do all your dissections in one day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like a human corpse with like a fetal pig inside, like. It's like a UCB intensive course. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Man, so the the wait the cats came and so you did. I didn't you, know you, that was a thing. You didn't successfully put the cat back together. You did put the skull back together. No, this kid named uh, um, Daniel. Daniel. Oh man, I forget his last name. Daniel. Uh, 
Huckabee. V- v- very, he, was, he was basically Huckabee. <laughs> oh, he was man. a part of the Magellan Society, which was our science club. Okay. Um, which was a little pricey, so I, I wasn't involved at all times. But uh, um, J- Jacob Seamster, I'll never forget this kid. Jacob Seamster was, was a bit of a... Uh, he was... You could tell he's going to be... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was in prison for murdering people now. Okay. Either that or he's a genius. Right, and like right, he's right. working, you know, he's like it's either curing cancer or or, or like heads. he's or he's up in Berkeley every week, you know, just yeah, sure. Uh, but and then Daniel, Daniel was very quiet. Daniel was super quiet. He had, uh, I mean, you've never known a kid this quiet. You're like, I got to befriend this dude because if I'm not friends with him. He he may choke me in my sleep. You know what I mean? It's like you're trying to get right. off of Steve Buscemi's to kill list with <laughs> right. Billy Madison. Like. Right. <laughs> Throwing on his lipstick yeah, after the yeah. phone call. Listening to telephone line. <laughs> but the two of them, the two of them uh, did it. And uh, they put the skull back together. No, they did the whole did the whole frame. What they did the whole frame. And How they, do they affix the bones back to each other? Uh, uh, copper wire. Okay. Um, and um, and uh, some use stilts, a, some stilts here and there. And then one of them did like a a a, a pegged backboard so they could like arrange the cat on in in like a, a an action pose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <And> pause up. <laughs> and uh, in and yearning like yeah, a cat. <laughs> But uh, no, the two of them did it. I think a few of us did the skull. So we had to like, my dad had this uh, this uh, Coleman gas uh, burner mm-hmm. like for like camping or whatever. And so uh, we, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> yeah, and so he already had this. And so like we, so we had to like dedicate a pot. And uh, so <laughs> on the screen porch of my house for like weeks, we, I mean, we had to buy so much fucking propane, man. And this, like, <laughs> yeah, we spent so much money on this cat skull for like 300 points that I should have just studied. It would have been way cheaper just to study. Yeah. And uh, and uh, what to boil it? Boil it down? So yeah, you had to boil it, it at home. <laughs> yeah, this was not. Well, a, how does the grill? So just how set you home with like a cat's head in extra a bag. Credit. That's extra credit. How's the grill involved? No, not not a grill. Like they like a uh, like a pot, camping stove. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't put stove. the pot with the skull in the water. My, my mom in, didn't so want that shit in the house. The... My mom's like, I don't want that because it still smells like fucking old dead cat. So for for a week or so, the front porch. Backwards. This is not this back, like as a warning to the other cats in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, like, like as a boiling cat. You were slow cooking. Is this like technically Texas barbecue? It's like <laughs> cat brisket. Like it just takes a few days. And I mean, it's a low temperature, but a long. It became like, and this is the temperature description. But it, like it became. So you take as much off, you know, as for, like the tendons and the the fascia. You take as much off with the scalpel as you can, and you finally get to like down to where you hit bone, but you can't get it smooth. Right. So now you got to like boil it so it could become tough, and you. You kind of peel it off like jerky. Oh, right. is, what, is what it yeah. is what's gonna come down to. Then after that, you got to uh, boil it like in like a salt, and then a, in bleach, and then you gotta because he was like, no, no, it has to be. I imagine you doing this, but in the background, uh, the TV on mute just shows your teacher getting arrested. He's <laughs> 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 like being carted off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <He>, uh, <laughs> <he>, uh, <laughs> And then I'm like, do I still get these 300 points, though? Because I did it. Like, 30 like, neighborhood yeah. cats missing. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Huckabee, number one suspect. This, this one looks a lot like a child with cat ears glued onto the side. <laughs> it's almost like he watched like Rocky and the Karate Kid. And it's just like, I'm going to be the unconventional. It's like chasing the chickens around. the. You catch a chicken, you can beat uh, Apollo. You know? Yeah, like, I imagine like uh, if, if you could somehow become a doctor just by doing a montage scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if you could do it on your own, like Rocky style, yeah. and then you're just a doctor one day, oh, man, that'd be one of the scenes. so many memories, man. I haven't thought about this in in <laughs> years. I mean, but like, I mean, to imagine you go through a one hour, a one hour class, yeah, uh, and then you know every day you have to put your cat back up. You know, you, you, <laughs> 
Because <laughs> when you're not finished, you got to put them back in the bag. Right. And Are there you, cat lockers? And then? then, no, you put them back in coolers. So, like, okay, okay. like, your table has its own cooler. And so then every day you come back in class and you start handing out. It's like, that's your, that's your cat, right? You start handing out. Everybody's <laughs> sure. cats. Sure. You put on you put on your your whites and your you know gloves and everything and I, I, to be clear neither of Matt Jesse you guys have not heard of this ever well I cats no. as a, as a as frogs, a dissection frogs. well I've no, talked okay. about this on the show before how I had all the way through my school I for some reason I always had the one biology teacher who didn't like dissections and do that no me too so I like never the, dissected anything yeah so like the parallel class to us did like whatever dissections and we had like a video of a dissection okay. happening or a description of it yeah we do have a listener by the way. Uh, listener Sophie Gefros, who sent in a story. Um, it's a lighthearted story about Joe Strummer becoming the name of a snail. Sure. Uh, but she listens to it in her lab while dissecting frog brains and says, says this cheers us up despite the overwhelming smell of formaldehyde and viscera. Is it? Uh, and viscera. Is yeah. it viscera? <laughs> viscera. How you pronounce viscera, yeah. it. Either way, uh, you're welcome, Sophie, and sorry about putting your mind very much back on the dissection. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> with the last 10 minutes of this. Wow. But also, yeah, there you go. Thanks for the story. There's now a Joe, there's now a Alvini Concha Strumeri. Oh, by the way. All size invertebrates that live around 2,000 meters below the surface of the ocean. And that's the, the Joe Strummer? That's named after Joe Wait, Strummer. Wait, how could snails live in salt water? Answer me that. Oh. Mm, must have different. You know what I'm saying? Different mechanism. It's a good question. I feel, yeah, I feel like that was salt, a good question. I'm, I'm going to be proud of myself tonight. for like an hour on that. <laughs> maybe it's like, maybe it's like painful, but it's like maybe the, you know, it's but little, they like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they started on land. <laughs> Matt, did you already say why it's called Joe Stormer? I was looking up Sophie's email. Uh, beca- no, I did not. Uh, because they look like punk rockers in the 70s and 80s and have purple blood and live in such an extreme environment, they decided to name. One new species after a punk rock icon, said Shannon Johnson, a researcher at California's Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute. Really annoyingly, in this Guardian story that's linked to, there is a picture of Joe Strummer, but no picture of the snail. So like, yeah. Like, I know what Joe Strummer looks like already. But, but I'd, like to, but I'd uh, like to see how the snail see looks. See the similarities? <laughs> the <laughs> caption says Joe Strummer doing his best snail impression. Like, he's just playing guitar. He's pretty much just playing guitar. Wow. Um, but I actually wrote back to Sophie because I was curious about what kind of work, why she's dissecting frogs. And she wrote that she uh, is she's she works at McMaster University and is studying the long term potentiation in the amphibian hippocampus. So to actually do that, they need hundreds of equally sized slices of frog hippocampus, which you can then evoke, which you can then evoke the potentials of using various acids and electricity. So uh, she said, being a grad student in that lab means you do very little neuroscience and quite a bit of brain slicing. It sounds silly, but actually looking at the the components of potentiation across species can give us a better idea of which chemicals can upregulate or downregulate the process, which has ramifications for MS research. I've now found a picture of... uh, Oh, that's the Strummer snail. That's a pretty badass snail. It looks more like Mm -hmm. a sort of slightly punk rock ring. Or Almost. like a um, what's the what's well, that's the, horror the shell movie? right? What's the yeah. horror movie with Pinhead? Pinhead? What's the movie? Pinhead, yeah, Pinhead, Hellraiser, Hellraiser, Hellraiser. Yeah. yeah, the Pinhead movie. Yeah, I see. I see why you might think that's kind of a punk rock. Smell. You guys see uh, Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. But like, you know, when they go to that part where there's like all the different sort of portals to different scary things, they show all the cliche. They show yeah. all the cliche things, but with no licensing. So you have like Sawhead, Sawblade Head. It's I, like the I Pinhead, the Pinhead ripoff. But they even because you even saw on the on the betting board names for all those. Yeah, you could match them up afterwards. Yeah, there was like the, the pinhead one was like a, you could tell what they were getting at, but it right. wasn't because uh, those guys those guys are actually called. Uh, 
Oh my god! Come on, how can I not? Because the Pinhead and his friends—they're called what? Hellraisers. Uh, Hellraisers. No, no, no. They're called. Damn it! I, I don't want to Google it. Listeners are going to be yelling this. Oh, wait, maybe not. I don't know. Are listeners horror movie fans? You think? I'm sure some of them are. Sure. Cenobites. They're called Cenobites. Cenobites. Yes. Um. So this this thing you said 200 feet under the sea was this thing? 2,000. 2,000 uh, feet. Wow. Hang on, was it even feet? It might have been meters. 2,000 meters under the sea. It is, yeah, 2,000 meters below the sea. Wow. Jeez. That's around six or 7,000 feet. Well, um, <clears throat> did, uh, did you guys know uh, that a uh, <laughs> mysterious legendary metal has been found in an ancient shipwreck? Oh, what's this now? Sort of previously thought to not exist. Uh, when the mythical island of Atlantis submerged into the ocean... Which, you know, uh, yeah, that's not a thing. We're not saying that's a thing. Okay, yeah. This isn't a story claiming that's a thing. Uh, but it took all of its oracalcum with it. Orichalcum. The legendary cast metal was reputedly second only to value in gold. Or second only to gold in value. I just had sentence lexia. Uh, now a team of divers say they've recovered 39 blocks of orichalcum in a 6th century shipwreck on the seafloor near Sicily. The 2,600-year-old ship likely... This almost sounds like a uh, tongue twister right now. <laughs> I know. Doesn't it? Yeah. Shipwreck on the seafloor near Sicily. It's the 6th century... Uh, the 2,600-year-old 26, the 6th century seafloor Sicily ship uh, <laughs> is, is likely from Greece or somewhere in Asia Minor. And it was carrying the metal to Gela in southern Sicily uh, when it was caught in a storm and sank around 300 meters or 1,000 feet from the port. Nothing similar has ever been found, says Sebastiano Tusa of Sicily Sea Office. Uh, Sicily Sea Office? Yeah. <laughs> certainly not Sebastian from Sicily Sea Office. <laughs> no, it's, this is certainly Sebastiano from Sicily Sea Office. This so is the 6th century Sebastian's. seafloor of, of the 2600 Sebastian. It's um, special. We, uh, we knew Orichalcum from ancient texts and a few ornamental objects. According to Plato's Critias, Critias? Uh, the metal was mined only in Atlantis, proving that Plato was a dumb twat. Where it was <laughs> used to cover the... It's right there. Yeah, just look close. Uh, where it was used to cover the inside of Poseidon's temple. <clears throat> Experts nowadays agree that orichalcum is a brass-like alloy that was made in that... Uh, it was made in that past... I think they mean part. Uh, by reacting zinc ore, charcoal, and copper metal. When the newly discovered ingots were analyzed with X-ray fluorescence, Discovery explains... Uh, the metal turned out to be an alloy made with 75 to 80% copper, 15 to 20% zinc, and small percentages of nickel, lead, and iron. Tusa's team is now working on excavating the entire shipwreck, which may reveal more about artisan workshops in antiquity. So, uh, look at that. This, uh, they... Kind of a bullshit article. They do kind of play fast and loose with, with the Atlantis references. Yeah. I'm not quite <laughs> sure... It is on I fucking love science. Well, and also it sounds like they just named it that like they just found some metal in that area and then we're like that's probably what this was. Uh okay. I mean the, the whole like Wasn't it a mystical metal compared like well I thought you were going to say it was like the the um all all spark from uh Transformers like right? <laughs> but, but uh or unobtainium. I mean I mean to try to like go ahead and equate it with well I mean this was like number 2 to gold. I was like okay. Right. It, I mean, right. You can't put value onto it now. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because nobody cares about brass anymore. You know? Because then you say it's mostly brass or if, like. Right. Right. It, yeah. It's it's weird. Like, like you're trying to you're trying to compare it to, like 
a piece of fiction references a material, like why would you assume that part of it has an analogy to the real world when the story itself doesn't? I was always, <laughs> I, I, mean? like, I always think it's so dumb how in history, like uh, all those legends of like, uh, you know, the Spanish coming over to look for El Dorado, it's like a city of gold. And it's like, well, that instantly makes it valueless. Like yeah. if you found you'd that, you flood the market. Yeah, if, yeah, you, if found you found that, that, it'd be like if concrete was like eight hundred dollars an ounce, and then you found Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be like, "Well, fuck, man! Like, I, this kind of sucks, actually." Yeah. Or it'd be like if there were a ton of diamonds on the planet, and one company, De Beers, is just keeping them. All, oh shit, that's true. What? Oh what? shit. But isn't all right, that, guys. Isn't that kind of what happened with the Incas, though? Like, that's what. Like when they had too much gold. Well, yeah, like the when the Western, they had no, they didn't value it in any way. Well, it's pretty shitty metal. You can't do much with it. It's like you can't make a gold. Yeah, you no, can't. It's very useful. That's part of why it's so valuable. It's too it's soft. Malleable. No, it's but it's good. incredibly malleable, incredibly ductile. But it's too soft. You can't make arrowheads not, out of it or no, spears. You can't it's make not, weapons. You can make gold, yeah. tooth fillings. You can make all kinds of useful things. You just can't not do weapons. You can't do ink and shit with it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying I see why it's valueless to them. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, it's now really it's good for like semiconductors. I think is it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it has lots of. It, I, I disagree. It has very. I mean, it's, it's well, probably, no, I know it's probably, the Incan's well, computers. I mean, well, I mean, were, no, no, I know the Incan computers. <laughs> but were, not, to, not, not to. It's not as useful today as it used to be. I think it's still pretty useful. But yeah, I mean, most of what most of what its value is is not for those yeah, it's material the, it's uses. The it's yeah, just yeah. that are yeah, yeah. Well, it's like now they're making. I think it's more of a of, of a uh, of a of a like use. Uh, you said teeth and everything uh, like. 30, 40, 50 years ago, way more than today. Now, yeah, now but I think it is commercial. used in electronics. I think they're... I'm sure, sure but, but yeah. a lot of that stuff's different. It's like you can you can buy diamond drill bits, but it's made like in a forge so no one gives a fuck. Even though it's technically a better diamond it's, than one it's, you find. It's, it's a perfect, better. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely better, but it's like... You know, some fucking family didn't struggle for 50 years to dig it up with their bare hands, <laughs> so your, now your wife doesn't want it, you know? Um, baby, I got your drill bit. <laughs> uh, guys, let's go to there the comments. Go. It's used in uh, gold com- compounds in organic light emitting diodes and optoelectronic devices. Um, by the way, speaking of things m- maritime, <laughs> did you guys? This is something from. Uh, it's been over a month now, but sort of terrifying. I, I, I hate to. Oh, I you have hate, something else. I hate to kill a segue. Okay, no, no, go for it. No, yeah, yeah. I hate no. to kill a segue. No, 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 no. Uh, sometimes when we go to these science articles, um, crazy people. Oh comment. yes, 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 yes. Um, so uh, this is from Screw Stonian. Um, Great uh, name. Commenting on this one, he says Atlantis and the Bermuda Triangle are actually located in the same spot. Does nobody here do actual research before they get on here ranting about the so-called <laughs> facts? Facts in quotes. <laughs> actual research. <laughs> Love it. Um. All right, sorry about that, Andy. That no, one, no, that no. one tickled that me. Worth, I, I love it. It tickled me. I want to read all these now. Well, there is another. Um, there is another uh, archaeology story. Oh yes, that was linked just underneath that on our little links document, and it was sent in by um, Libby Knight, who is an archaeology student, and figured there is a lack of subjects of the subjects on the show. Uh, ancient evidence for milk drinking. Nice. It's kind of cool. Well, uh, that'd be in all mammals, right? Well, we all drink milk. I mean, that's how we... We'll drink milk when we're young. We drink breast milk? Yeah, yeah. Human milk. Human... Well, no, cows drink cow milk. Okay, that's true. We also drink cow milk. That's true also. I feel like another animal should have to drink human milk. Just to make it even? Yeah. Like, we could give the pick cows... One. Pick human. one. Just go ahead and pick yeah. one right now. 
Well, cows. I mean, it's like we're, we're, <laughs> we're taking off. their milk, but I'm saying it's like yeah. let's let's give cows like some dairy cows. Let's give them troughs of human breast milk and just be like, guys, trade off. You know, if we have any it's listeners totally who are fair. currently lactating. You know, don't be a dick about it. Go to yeah, the field. Don't be an asshole about it. Spread the wealth. Yeah. yeah, take it full circle. Yeah. yeah. Um, we drink milk because it's good for us, but we rarely stop to think why. Says this article. <laughs> Shake our fists at the sky. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 uh, afternoon sandwich existential breakdown. Uh. <laughs> Archaeologists and geneticists have been puzzling this question since it was revealed that the mutations which enable adults to drink milk are under the strongest selection of any in the human genome. Um, these mutations cause the intestinal enzyme lactase, which digests lactose milk sugar during infancy, to, to continue to be produced long after weaning. This lactase persistence is prevalent only in some populations around the world, such as Northern Europe. In most other people of the world, the lactose cannot be properly digested and can cause diarrhea or other symptoms of, symptoms of lactose intolerance resulting from the gases produced by fermentation of the gut bacteria. Wait, so, are they implying that most people are lactose intolerant? Most, I think they yeah. are. I think a- they Asians are. are lactose intolerant. What? Yeah. So that's most people. Okay, so <laughs> it is, it is, it is it. most people. So how is lactose intolerance? Wait, how does that affect driving then, <laughs> folks? Folks, <laughs> all right, settle down. All right, so let's back uh, in our seats. Back in our seats. Down. Sit down. <laughs> Some dairy products, such as yogurts and cheese, have had their lactose content reduced or removed through processing. In the case of cheese, the lactose in- ends up in the whey, where it's often fed to pigs and other animals. If it's so easy to remove milk sugars, and the mutation is only required for drinking raw milk or whey. Why is it under such strong selection? My question. Interesting. And this little bit of the article's headed calcified dental plaque. An international team of researchers involving the University of York, Oklahoma, and Copenhagen, and University College London, has shed new light on this puzzling question through an unusual source. Investigations of calcified dental plaque on ancient human teeth. To understand how, where, and when humans consume milk products is necessary to link evidence from consumption directly to individuals and their livestock. Previous research by archaeologists has used indirect lines of evidence such as uh, such a high frequency of adult freak- females in animal herds or milk lipids present on pots to identify evidence of dairying. Dairying as a verb. I didn't know that one dairying. could dairy. <laughs> I'd never heard that as a verb. Dairy? That could be a good gut I, Not campaign. in years. Do you dairy? I dairy. Not in years. You don't dairy? Not. Well, it's, it's been so long. That really? that implies you could be a dairyer. You could. <laughs> I... I you cut dairy out? I can't, not, can't dairy air now. Ah. <laughs> wow. Mm. Right. So this is an appropriate time to play the, the, uh, the theme song again. <laughs> 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 wow. Now, a breakthrough by the international team reported in the journal Scientific Reports provides the first direct evidence of milk drinking from an increasingly important archaeological reservoir, human dental calculus, a mineralized form of dental plaque. Using the latest mass spectrometry basics techniques for ancient protein sequencing, the team detected a milk protein, uh, beta-lactoglobulin, which they previously reported from a modern dental plaque sample, in ancient remains. So lead author Jessica Hendy from the University of York's BioArch research facility said, It seemed too good to be true. Beta-lactoglobulin is the dominant whey protein, the one used by bodybuilders to build muscle mass, and therefore the ideal marker for milk consumption. Or even consumption. That's how she originally would have said it. Sure. Uh, We kept finding sequences of beta-lactoglobulin, and at first we thought it could be modern contamination. 
we repeated the analysis several times and at three different laboratories in three different countries, each time finding the same results. That does sound too good to be true. Mm. I mean, I would flip the fuck out if I found that out. Huh? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, lead author Dr. Christina Werner from the Department of Anthropology in Oklahoma said the, un- the study has far-reaching implications for understanding the relationship between human diet and evolution. Dairy products are a very recent post-Neolithic dietary innovation, and most of the world's population is unable to digest lactose, often developing the symptoms of lactose intolerance. I had no idea about that. That most people are, that, that certain parts of the world are more yeah. than other? Yeah. I mean, to me, that is like, that's white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> like that's cheese. what it comes down to. Is that it, I can just fucking eat cheese. Fuck you. Like white, I mean, it's that's white, it's white gold, man. Milk like, is white gold. <laughs> like if you take politics off the table, you take everything totally equal society. Right. I can still sit there eating cheese and drinking alcohol. Who can't drink alcohol? Also Asians. What? I mean, like their bodies process it differently. I mean, we, there are differences between the races. No, no, no. I know, guys. That. We can finally get real. This is what I've been wanting to talk about. <laughs> no, no. I know. I know. We talked about the uh, the the alcohol, like the alcohol differences in the Red Savages, but the, the <laughs> I didn't know of the Asian community. I'm not saying that they can't drink alcohol at all. I'm just saying like they that people from different parts of the world do process alcohol and and lactose differently. Huh. I mean, I'm not trying to be no, this dude, is, dude. It's it's that's. I don't think that's a weird like thing to say. If it's a, that's a one second factual thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I became lactose when I was like 16 or 17. I was like good up until oh yeah. And then for some reason, dude, my body just was like, no. If you do this, if you drink, if you drink a glass of this, I'm gonna make you shit on yourself. Well, it <laughs> says here that I mean, everyone has that stuff early on in the gut that allows you to do it, but then it uh, the lactase persistence. Because you have lactase in your gut, which yeah, there we go. Digest lactose. Apparently, it's only within the last several thousand years that genetic mutations arose in Europe, East Africa, and the Arabian Peninsula that allowed lactase to persist into adulthood, a genetic trait that enables lifelong milk consumption. Right, That's but everyone else Dallas it fades. Swallow says, hmm. you know. So yeah, I don't know. So it'll be whatever so they- ancestors of yours didn't didn't have that mutation. So they found widespread evidence of cows and sheep milk consumption as early as the Bronze Age, whereas evidence for goat milk... LeBron's cons- Age? LeBron's <laughs> Age, yeah. Yeah, like 25. 28, 28, 28 yeah. Nice. Whereas evidence for goat is milk really consumption... Like, how old is he? He's younger than all of us, and it's awful. Uh. <laughs> um, whereas evidence for goat milk consumption was limited to Bronze Age northern Italy. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, I, I just looked this up to make sure I wasn't just making something up. And alcohol flush reaction, which is a condition in which individuals develop flushes or blotches associated with erythema on the face, neck, shoulders, and in some cases the entire body after consuming alcohol, alcoholic beverages. Um, it is a uh, condition that's experienced by people of East Asian descent. According to an analysis, uh, the RS671 allele of the ALDH2 responsible for the flush reaction is rare among Europeans and Africans. Next, you're going to say our eyes look different. And it's very rare among Mexican-Americans. Uh, 30 to 50% of Chinese and Japanese people with that an- ancestry have at least one ALDH2 hmm. allele. Hmm. Yeah, so very interesting. accounts for the most incidents of alcohol flush reaction. Um, I don't know if that also means... No, it's commonly thought that, that flush is caused by an inability to metabolize alcohol. To the contrary, around 80% of Asian people, uh, less common in Thailand and India, have a variant of the gene coding for the enzyme alcohol dehydrogenase called ADH1B, whereas almost all Japanese, Chinese, and Korean people have a variant of the gene called ADH1C, both resulting 
in an alcohol dehydrogenase enzyme that converts alcohol to toxic acetaldehyde at a much higher efficiency than other gene variants. Uh, I'm not sure. Wait, are they saying then that that's not an inability to metabolize or it is an inability to metabolize? I got, I'm going to be honest. I got no idea what's going on right now. Okay. I was just making sure that it wasn't making something up completely. Uh, so alcohol flesh syndrome so is So they can more metabolize prevalent. it, but they just go red. They go red, but it also it says it converts it to a toxic acetaldehyde at a higher efficiency than other well, gene all, variants. Well, it's all toxic. So I guess, yeah, toxic is, alcohol's is good. A, that's what alcohol's a toxin. That's how, that's how you get drunk? That's uh, true. Wait. Um, I've heard that. Yeah. Yep. I've also yeah. felt it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can clean things with it. Anything that you can like clean your car with shouldn't yeah. be consumed, but we love consuming yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like water. <laughs> no, like Coke. <laughs> like Coca-Cola. Oh, by the way, okay, jumping to the end of this, it says the result, the result is that affected people may be better at metabolizing alcohol, often not feeling the alcohol buzz to the same extent as others, but show far more um, acetaldehyde-based side effects while drinking. So showing the flush might actually mean that you um, are metabolizing better and have so a higher you, tolerance. You don't so. get as drunk, but you do get more of a hangover. Oh. I guess, and you mm, get red. You turn yeah. red more. Wow. Very interesting. <laughs> Did I just kill everything? No, no. Speaking of uh, th- things that might turn you red, uh, you guys, the Navy has some terrifying new weapons. What? Yes. This is the U.S. Navy you're talking this about? This is the U.S. Navy I'm talking about. I'm talking about lasers. I'm talking about uh, back in December, a laser weapon was de- deployed abo- aboard the USS Ponce in the Gulf, and it's performed beyond expectations in, in four months of operational testing. Is this the article that Rob Stoner, listen to Rob Stoner sent in? This is Rob Stoner's article. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, oh, and suddenly the link doesn't work. Oh, come on. One second. Yeah, no, I've just clicked on the link yep, as well. Doesn't it doesn't exist. work. It's not there. The Navy's, That's the Navy's trying to cover man. They're just erasing their websites. <laughs> Uh, the U.S. Navy's laser cannon warship, USS Ponce, sent to Gulf. Um, uh, next- did, oh, hang on. No, I remember this. A plucky team of students redirected it, so instead it filled the house with popcorn. Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the 30-kilowatt laser weapon system, or LAWS, has been mounted high up on Ponce's superstructure, and a flashy video released by the Navy shows it blowing up parts of boats and a drone. The operator uses a controller familiar to any console gamer to scan for targets using a high-powered telescope, aim and fire the weapon the laws cannon took 40 million dollars to develop and deploy has a range of about a mile and requires its own power generating unit but the navy is cock a hoop about their latest weapon this is from a british website Cute. is cock a hoop a thing our navy's I mean, about yeah, to be full would... of like halo gamers that's what it's gonna be yeah. it's already be... happening with like the drone pilots and shit yeah they, yeah. Yeah, they just sit at they basically sit on a base in america and control and they have 16 year olds just like going to work they said they ran this particular weapon, a, pr- a prototype, through some extremely tough paces, and it locked on and destroyed the targets they designated with near instantaneous lethality. Um, while that. that's true, the video also shows certain limitations of the laws. For a start, all the targets it blew up were traveling in straight lines and moving relatively slowly, and it's unlikely such a cooperative wartime target would be available. Super laser. <laughs> I want to make a super laser. Uh, nevertheless, the Navy could be hiding some of Law's lights under a bushel, and the weapon does have one huge advantage. It's very cheap to use. At less than a dollar per shot, there's oh, no good. question. It's, green. Yeah. 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 it's a green laser. What a lovely yeah. advantage. <laughs> so they don't have to think as much before pressing the button yeah. and murdering people. Less than a dollar per shot. Um, <laughs> Lethal, yes. Eco-friendly, absolutely. 
It also has the advantage of relying solely on electricity, so there's no danger it, of running out of ammo at a crucial moment. If a huge giant ever needs eye surgery, it's <laughs> right, also ready. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if a giant sea squid ever pops up. Hmm. They said it's a long way from the Van replacing. Halen show happens to be lacking atmosphere. <laughs> right, right. If, if Van Halen wants to play uh, the Caribbean. They plan, they plan on deploying, uh, developing future generations of laws systems going up to 150 kilowatts and beyond. Oh, good. Throw in a fast targeting system, put it on a modern warship with a good-sized power generator rather than on a 48-year-old warship, and you may have something really useful, according to <laughs> For this what? article. For car- killing. For Do you want to hear something else terrifying? Yes. Yeah. We're doing terrifying stories. Um, apparently, what you like on Facebook, and got, you've got off Facebook now, right, Jesse? Yeah. I'm I'm kind of jealous of like I, f- I feel like I'm talking to someone who's kicked a habit. I don't miss it I'm at still- all. It's weird. I, it- Wait a minute. What? You admitted that there's a slight downside to it. There is a slight downside. Um, there are slight downsides. If there's someone that you want to get in touch with, but you don't know how to get in touch with them, that's the only way. You know what I mean? And right. it's like then some you can't message them. Because I converted it to a fan page, so I've, there's no feed, there's no nothing. There's no, yeah. Uh, so the main I ne- thing you want to avoid is, is looking at that stupid feed. Like that's I the- never go, so I never go on it. Like, it's, it's uh, yeah. I put my real, now it's just like a stationary website, so I put my email address on it, so people email me from yeah. it, but that's it. Um, but apparently, be careful what you like on Facebook, says this New Scientist article. Uh, a machine learning algorithm can now predict human personality types using nothing but what people like on Facebook. Uh, a team at Stanford and uh, Cambridge universities used data from a questionnaire filled out by 86,000 people that identified their big five personality traits. The results were correlated with their Facebook activity. On the basis of between 100 and 150 Facebook likes, the team's algorithm could determine someone's personality more accurately than their friends and family could, and nearly as well as their spouse. Uh, what is determining a personality? That doesn't freak mean? me out. That yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared like, of that at all. Actually, yeah. I prefer. I like. You know what? Like, make that marketing easy for me. Really? Yeah, well, I'm okay well, with I mean, that. Yeah. That is yeah, like I mean, if, that, if that's what it's for. Like, like if like uh, consumer products and all that kind of stuff, or just like knowing my likes. Yeah. Thank you for like. I wish well, the, pe- the people around me would know. Like, more. If I see a, a Facebook ad that shows the dates of Doctor Dog's tour, I'm like, oh, I didn't know they were on tour. That's great. Now I'm gonna go see Doctor <laughs> Dog. Like, this is well, useful. I, I'm. I'm not so much on board with with providing ad data for free, but I'm saying that to me, that's just a different way. That's a different type of questionnaire to get someone's personality. It doesn't matter what you use. So this isn't that freaky to me, like looking at someone's likes based on like, I mean, you could you could do you could do the same thing of uh, what what car does someone like at a car dealership and you could come up with some sort of personality profile. So the fact that it's like digital, I think we're being like scared of the robots here. Yeah, it's like you're telling them what you like. And you could look at someone's like, based book- on that. Yeah. I bet you like this. Well, I did just say I like that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you could look yeah. at a book, someone's bookcase, and do the same fucking thing. But because it's like the internet, you know, <laughs> robots, robots. Um, Is it- this article in the? I, I want to take a look at it also, if I could, Matt. Is it? Yes, yeah, in the doc. Um, it does. It does say Facebook likes can predict things like. Um, Personal information like sexuality, uh, it can predict that. Um, your suitability for a job, it can mm. predict. Um, but it's not going to tell. But like, so like it'll pro- <laughs> like, uh, projects uh, or predicts sexuality, but it's not going to be like, hey, your buddy John is really gay. He's not. He hasn't come out yet. But but by our research, 
in about well, three years. It, he's coming out the closet. Probably kind of, it kind of well, can do does. Like they, 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 we talked about on the show. But before. it would tell me. It would tell him, "Hey, John, look by your likes. You're gay." Okay. Well, everybody, you keep, everybody, it's like you the keep clicking thing. like on I love. Yeah, Kyle. I was gonna. We, <laughs> we've talked about this one on the show before. I can't remember which. Um, the Target thing. The, was it Target? Yeah. yeah. Target's loyalty card has in the past predicted people's pregnancy without them knowing, um, mm. and to the to the point of getting. Young like sends getting them coupons kids in trouble for diapers with their... and things. Yeah, there was one particular case where this dad was like furious, going like, "You just sent my kid coupons for maternity wear," um, and then like um, three weeks later, I had to go. Uh, you you were right, but that creeps me the fuck out. This, is, this coupon's not expired yet, is it? Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I still use it? Well, that's why. That's why. Like you know, when I'm with a girl. You know, if I have a girlfriend and stuff, it's, it's, you know, no protection. We don't get a pregnancy test. Just wait for Target, man. We just go wait to Target. Target yeah. will figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I figure we'll know. Someone, you know, some company will tell us. I, uh, I don't, yeah, I guess, I mean, I am on my way to transitioning to hopping off Facebook. I mean, like, I really get, mm-hmm. I get on, like, twice a week, because I don't have the messenger anyway, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of how I keep up with my family, but I decided, I was trying to tell, I forget who I was talking to about this, but I was like... The the problem is like uh, the people that I want to keep up with. Right. Years ago, it's like how you used to know phone numbers and now you don't know phone right. numbers. Yeah, yeah. Like you traded phone numbers for passwords. Exactly. Right. So yeah. I figure I just learn phone numbers again. Yeah. You know I mean, so I saw if I can if I can wean myself off of having multiple email accounts and all these all these different digital accounts, which I mean, you kind of need. You know, it's like I mean, it's not I know my bills and everything. Totally so, walk and away from, yeah, 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 and also our industry that we're in, it's like. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty necessary. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's weird because like, I, I'm not all, I'm not anti Facebook at all. What it is, I'm just saying my personality being so addictive and negative already. Yeah, for me, it wasn't working psychologically. Like I'm, like it, 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 for me, it was a bummer. Right. I'm absolutely show definite symptoms of addiction to various internet and social media and phone type things. Yeah, like definitely and. And you're like, there's this shitty thing where in our job we have to be on Twitter, we have to be on various social media. Uh, but I probably would be anyway, even if I didn't have that excuse. Yeah, well, at least you have the excuse. Some it's like some don't. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's man, that's that's rough. I mean, because I mean, like they, I feel like we get the reciprocal because I mean, I didn't know I had fan. You know, now I'm going to Boise soon to go do. A club. I didn't know I have fans in Boise. You know what I mean. But I didn't know that. I only knew that through Facebook. Right. right. Where right. should I come next? Oh, okay. Well, let me try to get booked here, which is, I mean, I'm going to get paid for something uh, or a free yeah. outlet of or yeah. what seems free to me. That, hey, you know. All right, fine. If you got to uh, try to sell me on a movie or some new ABC series by knowing my likes, it's not the worst fine. thing in the world. Yeah. I, 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 I was going through my wall a couple. This is maybe a month ago. And my girlfriend goes like, uh, "Why are you, is some some dating site? You know, there's those random dating sites. Like, why do you like this single 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 guy? You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Some like, yeah, yeah, right. Do, do, are, are you single or whatever? Not like a husk or something like that, or whatever they're called. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever, some dating site. And she goes, "Why do you like that?" I was like, I don't like that. She goes, well, it says you like it. I go, well, I didn't look. I don't like it. They liked it for me. Okay, it wasn't a, a like happened. A like happened. But I, was I don't like, know how the like look, happened. They liked it. They, I don't like it. They liked it. <laughs> so that was right weird. now, Facebook made me get in an argument about something. <laughs> right. 
Are you poking Sing- some other bitch? <laughs> Are you poking another bitch? You like singles in your area? I don't like singles. I don't like singles in my area. I'm not looking I like, for singles. I like singles only like in doubles. other areas. Yeah. Like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Any area. All areas <laughs> All are equal. Areas. Uh, are, you know. As long as they're single, then I like... Yeah. No, hang on. <laughs> no, I like, I like couples in my area. Couples in my area, too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, I remember looking on Facebook feeds and it would tell you which of your friends liked something and it'd be like, 47 of your friends liked McDonald's. I'm like, no, they fucking didn't. <laughs> they didn't like that. Yeah, no, they, no, they didn't. didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, one thing that, uh, one thing that people do like sometimes. What do they like? Going, going to raves. Partying. Oh, who doesn't like going partying. to raves? Do you know that uh, the rave drug ketamine holds yes. promise for treating depression fast? I'm listening. Pretty, yeah, pretty explain, true. Explain ketamine to me. Let me. Special K. Let me climb out of this K-hole and then listen to this story. Okay. Okay, here I am. All right. Um, ketamine is a psychoactive party drug, better known as Special K, and it is pharmaceutical companies riding high. All right, article <laughs> writer. Uh, used clinically as an anesthetic in animals and humans. It's the horse tranquilizer. Gotcha. Yep. I'm um, going to stop you there. It's the animal tranquilizer. The mammal tranquilizer is also used in pediatrics on babies. Mm. It's... Like that's the thing that constantly gets. Oh, was that was that like a anti drug slogan thing? Yeah, like whenever whenever ketamine is mentioned in a sentence, someone like has like oh. any article they have to go like, and it's a horse tranquilizer. But now your kids are doing it. Well, it, well, yeah, I didn't mean to be a hacky twat, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you, you, it's fine. I just want I just want to debunk something that's often put out there. Sure, sure. That often goes hand in hand with ketamine. I get but, it. Yeah, they they use it in pediatrics. They use it in a like it can. It will tranquilize any mammal in an appropriate dose. Yeah, for the I would size assume just if it's a horse tranquilizer, that means other that things, things are though. used. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's used clinic- uh, clinically as an anesthetic in animals and humans. It has proved an extremely effective treatment for depression, bipolar disorder, and suicidal behavior. It also works incredibly fast. Unlike conventional antidepressants, which generally take weeks to start working, ketamine lifts depression in as little as two hours. It blew the doors off what we thought we knew about depression treatment, says psychiatrist James Murrow at Mount Sinai, uh, Sinai Hospital in New York City. Companies are racing to develop patentable forms of the drug, and researchers are battling to understand how it affects the brain. An increasing number of cl- uh, clinicians are prescribing ketamine off-label for their patients, even as some of their colleagues worry that too little is known about its long-term effects. The excitement over ketamine shows how badly new depression drugs are needed, says Thomas Insel, director of the U.S. National Institute of Mental Health in Bethesda, Maryland. Many drug companies have closed their mental health divisions in the past five years, and there have been no significant advances in medication for depression in decades. Today, this, this next thing is really interesting, and it calls back to a, a recent donor to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophie Geffros donated a dollar amount that was the molar mass of NMDA, everyone's favorite synthetic dupe for everyone's favorite glutamate And then receptor. what do you know? The and very next know? day slash week that we actually recorded this episode back to back on <laughs> subsequent days, uh, it gets mentioned. Which, by the way, we did that because we've recorded two episodes back to back. We don't have any extra donors because we thanked them all in the last episode. But thank you, Sophie, and all the other donors and anyone who yes, does yes. wish to donate... Uh, if you go to propertyscience.com, there's the donate button. That really helps us out. Thank you very much, everyone who does that, who sends in money to help keep this thing going. Absolutely. Uh, you can also use the Amazon link. If anyone's buying anything on Amazon, click on the link that's also at propertyscience.com on the Amazon tab, and it gives us a little commission, helps us out a huge amount. And, and it if costs you, you nothing extra. It costs you nothing extra. And the other way you can really help us out is spread the word. Tell people, tweet about us, Facebook about us, like our page, like... Unlike McDonald's and like us instead, 
subscribe mm-hmm. in iTunes. Even if you don't use iTunes, just go in there and click subscribe. Yeah, and write nice things and rate the individual episodes and the podcast as a whole and on iTunes and Stitcher. And talk shit about Stitcher. other podcasts. Yes. We find that helps. <laughs> oh, if you yeah. guys could start really, some beef with other ones. you really know, fuck them up. Leave really. bad comments on their pages. If you have a friend who works at a podcast studio, get access to that studio and... Break the equipment. Yeah, just... Yeah, up, like a modern day Lud. Yeah, maybe just... <laughs> Maybe not do f- actual criminal damage, but unplug things and plug them in a different orders. Mess up Ooh, their levels. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, subtle, yeah. like the M- compression is going to be not violent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, well, they can't. You can't. You, that's not criminal damage. You just need to turn the dial back to where it was if you can remember where it was. <laughs> if you're over at a friend's house, you're looking at their iTunes. They're subscribed to other stuff. You know, log um, them out, change their password, do, <laughs> do some weird. Yeah. You know, get by the, any means necessary. If your parents have a computer and they don't necessarily listen to podcasts, like subscribe them to our show anyway, and, and then move out. Don't ever talk to them again. <laughs> yeah. You know? You know what I mean? So, so all Set those the things house help on fire. Start a new family. Yeah. Yeah. Start a new family. Get I, a wig. And you can also tweet us at Probably Science and you can email us probablyscience at gmail.com. And attack so, other Twitter sites. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you know other... <laughs> How much time do you really very, have? Yeah. <laughs> most people's Twitter passwords are trivially easy to figure mm-hmm. out. So just... Mm-hmm. Okay, where I was going with this was this NMDA is related because uh, today's most common antidepressants target the brain's serotonin or noradrenaline pathways. Some target both, but ketamine dro- dro- blocks the signaling molecule NMDA, a component of the glutamate pathway, which is involved in memory and cognition. And before ketamine was studied, no one even knew the pathway was involved in depression, Murrow says. So uh, what, what happened? Well, in 2013, this group published the largest trial of off-label ketamine carried out so far with 73 participants. The trial found that the drug reduced depression 24 hours after treatment in 64% of patients who had tried three or more other medications with unsuccessful results. This is all kind of really interesting. Permanent. I mean, right? You would have to stay on. Presumably, uh, 24 hours after. Yeah, I mean, it's not a super long do, time. Can I, can I ask a question? I would love to ask a question. Please. Ask a question, do buddy. You, do you think... That, I'm just going to try to tie these two together just by hopefully something simple. But, like, do you think that the rise in social media, like, takers, of, of people who actually, like, um, contribute their feelings on the social media has to do with the level of depression nowadays? What do you mean contribute their feelings? Well, I mean, like, I just I feel like 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, before social media was big, like, if you felt bad, you you felt bad. Like, you didn't, there was no way to push it on to other people. Sp- it's socially contagious via yeah, social media. And, like, now, like, people, you know, fucking quote poems and they post things. And now it's like, <laughs> now it's like oh, let me care about this. Like, whereas before, it's like, you know what, let me get up and pull up my bootstraps and let me get out there and... <gasps> I, don't, I mean, I mean, do you, do, I, I mean, don't, I mean, could it, I don't, could, I don't know, but also uh, in terms of sort of being contagious in some way, people don't c- hit their kids anymore, man. That's another thing. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, I, I, I honestly don't know, but I don't think, I don't, I don't think people sharing their sad stories makes other people sad necessarily. In the same way that watching a sad movie or confronting upsetting things don't actually cause depression and actually can often. Well, it's people people sharing their good Make stories. Make you happier, yeah. But, but I also think people <laughs> yeah, love really, the attention, that's... though, too. People love the attention of people feeling bad for them when they do feel bad. So, like, does that... Does that yeah, increase? right. That, that but, might be, but then I think it's also balanced... I think that's also balanced out by um, the opposite, where people, particularly marginalized people... Like, if you're a member of a minority and you're in a small town where there's no one like you... Right. That's incredibly marginalizing and can cause various sort of depressive symptoms... Whereas now with social and media, first off, you why did find... you kill your parents? Right, well, you know what I that. mean. But there's a... <laughs> you're the only minority in this town. How'd that happen? <laughs> where, where did that... Not all minorities are <laughs> did you ethnic. Wake, wake uh, up, Jesse Case. Stop early. Did you wake up there? <laughs> <laughs> 
There's always at least two minorities. <laughs> There's no. two. What no. if you're just gay? What if you're the only gay person in your town and your parents because they had you? Then you're going to leave because you want to fuck somebody. <laughs> right? There's going to be but two. But if you're not able to leave because you're 15, but now you can go on How social are you media the only and find 15... <laughs> Look, It's a very small town. Let's say it's a town of 20 people. And you you're in a the, hamlet. You're in a you hamlet. live in a fucking hamlet. <laughs> yeah, you're in a hamlet not, on an island. You're in an island hamlet that has internet, but very little. <laughs> They're called hamlets. Uh, Imlet. Imlet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Highland. Uh, but you've got the internet, and you can find people on other islands around. It's like farmersmeet.com. Very yeah. niche. Speaking of, this reminds me, I was in a lift in Palm Springs over the weekend. and uh, Is that the mustache one? The mustache one. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's um, the that's the Uber that's slightly less libertarian. Actually, I have a couple. Speaking of that, I have a couple of stories from this weekend. But the best one was, uh, and the driver was gay, and he he we were asking him for just interesting Lyft stories. Did he call he, it his mustache ride? He should have <laughs> certainly did. <laughs> and by the way, he's marrying a guy that he met online who lives somewhere in England. And they're trying to get him over here, like get the paperwork. There we go. Make, We'd yeah, never have met if it wasn't him. for the internet. Um, but he had a super fratty dude on. Uh, uh, he was driving a super friendly dude around. It was like chugging beers in the back seat, and he was wearing a, a, a rainbow like lapel pin. And like halfway through the ride, the the guy saw that and he's like, "What? What are you like gay or something?" I was like, "Long pause." Like, oh, and he just says, "Yeah, yeah." And there's a long pause, and he goes, "That's cool. Gay dudes can be bros." <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he left him as a tip. He left him like a full bottle of vodka. <laughs> Wow, it's kind of heartwarming and yeah. it's still sort of douchey, but like that's cool. Yeah, I mean, gay dudes can be bros less too. Douchey as he could have been. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your barometer? Like, what's your, <laughs> give me your give me your, give me your asshole spectrum. Well, <laughs> this is, is least here. Here's my thought on that: is that the the guy was alone. The frat guy. I think he might have had a couple guys with him. Okay. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. So okay. It well, wasn't then, just then it's a little more heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's very rare that you find homophobia or severe racism solo. It's very rare. Oh, because the film one is. Wait a minute. Because yeah. there's no, no one no. to impress. What I mean is like. Oh no. Yeah, okay. Like yeah. like like. You find it, but I, I'd agree with Jesse. Yeah, you, but you like, definitely do find it. But, you find like the one crazy guy by himself, like screaming in the street or screaming at people right. in the but supermarket. Right. But what I'm saying is, no one yells a racial slur out of their car when they're alone in their car. Somebody. And if they, they do, do uh, sometimes if, they do, if, but if it's they do, much rarer. Crazy. I'm, well, if they do, that's the most trustworthy guy in the room. Like, because he doesn't care. Right. He is the. He is the. He says what he means at all times. Right. That guy. Say what you like about Hitler. You knew where he stands. You know yeah, that. he's not backing down. <laughs> Absolutely, I could see either side of that being true, though, because I think people do often like groups can bring out the worst in people, but also uh, groups can bring like accountability because someone's watching what you're doing. It can go either way, sort of. Of course, of course, it can go either way. But but I think I I saw that scenario the way he said it, like that's cool, gays can be bros. But like after I don't a think pause, I sold it right. The way the guy told it, it was really like he's like that's cool, gay dudes can be bros. Like okay. it sounded like it really like he was because like, after a pause, like it, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. After a pause, it sounded like he was deciding his fucking opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I would tell yeah, you. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what was. happened. That's well, like, yeah. terrifying. Well, Do I hate this well, or no, I'm okay with this now. Yeah, I well, like my- this guy until now, and now I found a new thing. And like, see, see, I interpret that as like, I'll let you live. I thought, I thought, that, was, I thought that was just alcohol. I thought that was like, let me get my words together. Oh, <laughs> like, and, and, it's, that. Yeah, and that yeah. was the drunk math that he did to be like, in these few words. <laughs> yeah, well, how do I convey this <laughs> without slurring? I think he was in front of other friends, which makes it cooler, because he was like, because it was like, everyone's waiting for his take on this. And like, in the form, all right, the party keeps going. Gators are bros. High fives <laughs> all around. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He pulls over, they all hug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. 
um, the other shitty story, uh, that, I'm sorry, that was a good story. The other Lyft story was uh, we rode a Lyft the first night, and um, it was a guy who does Lyft and Uber, and there are very few Lyft drivers in Palm Springs, like three or four. And he asked why we chose Lyft. And he's by he's by taxi. He's by taxi, and there's a bunch of good reasons not to use Lyft. Like mine, I just heard about their shady business practices. You mean Uber? You mean Uber? Uber, Uber, yes. And uh, Catherine is with me. Said that yeah, they're, uh, her they're, fucking, they're was, Randian libertarians. They're all like, right. they're, they're all they they basically have the the policy of fuck you. We're going to do what we want and let the market decide. And you're going to change the laws to suit us. And we're going to basically muscle our way into towns and fuck them. Yes, and McDonald's. And my <laughs> and my Lyft companion said her reason was that uh, there have been also some sexual assault allegations that Uber hasn't dealt with very well. It's also and, called Uber. It's called you sound Uber. Like such it's a right dick. there. But How that's not but that's, and, that's Rand. That's yes, and, exactly. That's all. Right. Anyway, Rand. so 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 the guy. So when she mentions the, the sexual assault allegations by some drivers, there's a well. Then what do you think about Congress? Is what the driver says, which is the most generic, like you know, just Congress in the abstract. Love it. Yeah, like, Love what it. are you talking about? And the the conversation just went downhill from there. Like he just proved to be pretty racist. He was talking about some Pakistani. Like it was like, okay, you're proving why. Like you're mostly an Uber driver. This was his first Lyft drive. I'm like, you're proving why I hate Uber. The next night we call Lyft again. There's only three in the whole Indio Valley, so we get that guy again. I'm like, shit, should we cancel it? And he shows up, and then the first thing he says is like, oh, you guys are those, well, those guys who said that Uber rapes everybody, right? I'm like, oh, fuck you. Because <laughs> I know that's become a story he's telling his friends about these like libtards that he gave a ride to. They're just saying Uber's raping everybody. No, we're saying that there were sexual assault allegations by some drivers. The company didn't handle it. Well. Like, because, again, that oh. company has the attitude of, like, fuck you, it'll all sort out and with it. Right. Oh. He's like, you guys are the ones who said Uber rapes everybody, right? He's like laughing at us. I'm like, can we get out of this car now? I don't it just proves that when like, people hate something. Like, even though the, the turnover is probably a lot, it doesn't matter. As long, if he hated you, he remembers you. He was like, he was like no, no, you got, I, I met you guys the other day, right? Yeah. I've been talking about you all weekend. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. And then I just got out of the car and I still gave him five stars because I'm a pussy. <laughs> I'm too afraid of I, just, I had an Uber driver in, in Chicago that was great. He actually, he bought me dinner to turn the meter what? off. He turned me off. He goes, dude, you have to have this place. It was like this little hole in the wall. Place. <laughs> I was in Chicago for shows, and then I, uh, my, uh, the, the club has a car drop me off. And I was like, I think I'm going to grab some food, man. He goes, hey, don't worry. He said, call my, call my cousin. My cousin is an Uber driver. It'll be like a six-buck ride. I go, no problem. So we, I call I call an order in, go to pick it up. This guy's like, he's, we're talking about comedy, all this kind of stuff. He's like, he has like two kids. I'm like, oh, man, you know, how's it being a father? I was going to stuff. Next thing you know, he goes, do what you know what cancel that ride <laughs> and you're gonna love you're gonna love this it's like a seafood place you're gonna love it and you know what let me take it i'm like no don't worry about what? I, I love what you're the uber what? driver you're the uber. This let makes me no i sense. should be buying you shrimp right, right. now and it, dude my order was like 35 bucks what 35 wow. bucks so and he, he dropped like i sat a- in the front on the way back instead of the back and and then we uh, and then like we. Are you did. starting to worry that you have a terminal illness you don't know about yet? Like somebody's <laughs> right. wish you. Like, yeah, it was all complete charity. So I was like, uh, but that's right around the time when I started hearing people like, "You got to go left, man. You can't go Uber right now. You got to fight for the people." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, "What did you put you in me? The but, guy from uh, Chicago? Yeah, you call me shrimp. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Shrimps and oysters and frog legs." But this this uh, this ketamine story, like, oh, that's right, ketamine. It, well, it, that's interesting. That. I didn't know how ketamine works, but that kind of makes sense because even I knew, like, even as a recreational drug, it works in a different way to how things like MDMA, ecstasy, um, and those, those are all, are those all serotonin. So they're related? all serotonin. They all either 
increase serotonin production or stop, stop the reuptake of it, which is also how most antidepressants work. Most antidepressants are um, SSRI. I think that's like selective serotonin reuptake, reuptake inhibitor. inhibitors. Yeah. So it stops the body from... Like, the the body produces and then reabsorbs serotonin on a cycle. Mm-hmm. And these things stop the reabsorption bit of it, so, so you end up with more serotonin in, in your system. synapse or wherever it is, yeah. that's where you so actually you up, feel the effects of it. So that's what that's what that does. So those these antidepressants affect that same mechanism, whereas ketamine instead blocks NMDA, which I guess is a, yeah, a different signaling chemical. Um, uh, yeah, there we go. So most antidepressants target the serotonin or noradrenaline target pathways. Some target both. But this affects NMDA, which is why ketamine works completely differently and separately from things like ecstasy. Yeah, but it's, it's, I, don't know, I still don't get why this thing that's such a huge downer uh, helps with depression. Just intuitively, it doesn't make but a lot of sense. But is it a downer? What do you mean it's a huge downer? Have any of us done it? Um, I mean, I'm sticking to my... <laughs> In a visa in America, have never heard of drugs before. <laughs> what is this? I've had the cereal, but but I hear that Cereal's it's not terrible. a downer. I hear that it, and I hear I that hear it still get... works when you've taken ecstasy all weekend, and <laughs> that isn't working anymore. I hear you can get in a deep K hole where you think you're going to die. That was what I hear. I, I'd say less think you're going to die from what I've heard, and more just <laughs> very like everything's like whoa, 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 whoa. okay. I've heard. heard that uh, you wind up at a bowling alley with a bunch of little people, <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard that uh, if you order them all pizza, it's then I hear it's like the best weekend of your life. But you're in Alaska, so it's that's what I heard. I, mm, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I hear sometimes you're at a party at your buddy's house and and you don't know what the thing is, and he's like, just just do it, Wood. Just try it. That's <laughs> what I hear. I've heard it's like you you like. Like deep down, you're maybe bi curious, you know. <laughs> but then it's like I've heard that. Then you're like, well, I mean, it's it's this is going to be a liberating experience, you know. But then I've heard that you you never talk to the person again because it's yeah. like it's too weird, and he's married. But but also from what I've heard, it's definitely best from what I've heard to take smaller amounts of ketamine at the beginning of the evening rather than taking a large amount initially in one go. That's what I hear makes and sense. building up gradually over the course of the night. Yeah. That's what uh, that's that makes, what I read somewhere in a magazine. I hear, I hear that Murrow said that long-term studies of the drug's effects <laughs> should also be done before its use becomes widespread, and bioethicist Dominic Sisti of the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia worries that too many physicians already consider it a standard part of their arm... Uh, I haven't heard that word. Armamentarium. I guess that's sort of just your arsenal of, of medicines. Uh, the way in which ketamine should be administered still needs to be worked out, says psychiatrist Kyle Lapidus, or Lapidus of Mount Sinai Hospital. He already prescribes ketamine off-label for some patients and guesses that dozens of physicians around the country do the same. At therapeutic doses, it often produces a dissociative out-of-body sensation that lasts less than an hour. At higher doses, recreational users report experiencing a K-hole, a, dis- a deeply disorienting state accompanied by vivid hallucinations. By the way, armamentarium is a word that specifically means the medicines, equipments, and techniques available to a medical practitioner. Amazing. Look at you. Learn something oh, every day, wow. guys. That sounds like some material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, companies hope to profit by developing patentable variations on ketamine for treating depression. A nasal spray containing a structural variant called esketamine earned a coveted, quote, breakthrough therapy designation from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in 2013. The designation allows the manufacturer, Johnson & Johnson, to fast-track esketamine through the regulatory process. The company plans to re- release the results of a 200-person study early this year. 
It's head, it's head neuroscience researcher Hussein Manji said that initial results look very good. Cool. Uh, do we have time for another story? What are we up to? Sure. We're about an hour 15. Okay. Do we want to do 10? a computer playing perfect game of poker or a new Earth-like planet? Or what why is... snow shoveling is a heart attack risk? What is a perfect will... game of poker? Well, yeah, I'll always go with the computer story. Okay, so, yeah, let's do that. That's... Fuck you, space today. We've done a lot of space recently. <laughs> yeah, too much space. Fiesta. Wait, did we... I'm sorry, since we came back uh, and did our first live one early January, did we talk about the failed... Yes. Oh, the yes, SpaceX. okay. Yeah. Did they relaunch yet? I didn't even see. I oh, yeah, no, no, they yeah, relaunched and it, it and failed. it didn't... It was semi-successful. Like it, it didn't. It wasn't a complete success. They, it landed. I think it did land on the platform, the but too hard, and it fell over. Oh, okay. And it fell into the sea. So the boost. So the thing did get damaged, and it's not. It it didn't work, but it did. It got close enough to working for it to be a, to be spun in a positive light by. The I mean, I think t- the targeting was a big part of it. So if it actually hit the platform, that's part of it. That's yeah, a big, I think. That's it, a big, I think it got deal. pretty. It got pretty close. This was um. This is a story we covered a couple of weeks ago where SpaceX has a new model of rocket where the booster rockets, rather than just being ejected and crashing into the sea and disappearing, um, are, will re-land on a platform, on a mm, floating platform. On a drone platform, no less. Yeah. An unmanned. So, th- so this is an idea. So it'll be far yeah. more efficient and economical and you can reuse more of the rocket. I'm oh, sure... Right. Ted Cruz has some great ideas on how to employ this in the future. Oh, we forgot about awful. that story. Motherfucker. Yeah, a couple of people mentioned this, that Ted Cruz is now chair of the Subcommittee on Space, Science, and Competitiveness. Ted Cruz being a climate change denier, he's a, a he's creationist. A, he's like a he's, tea partier. He's, but he's also the, the antithesis of scientific Yeah, and now he's overseeing thought. NASA and science programs. This is so, That terrifying. bodes well. Yeah. Well, it's his subcommittee, so they're going to be the ones questioning NASA about their funding and shit. Yeah, and about whether they even exist. Right. Like, you proved to me, I've never seen a rocket. <laughs> right. right. I mean, we're basically an interstellar right now. We're basically like yeah, that but future. In, you know, in this story's defense, like those, those committee hearings are going to be fucking hilarious. <laughs> like the questions he's going to ask are going to be awesome. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be the dumbest thing you've ever seen. I love uh, it. Uh, but wait, we got to talk about the robot playing yep. poker, don't poker. we? Yeah, perfect. Well, this is interesting. Because this uh, I start I start far too many stories. This is interesting because, but I think it is because <laughs> poker is not a perfect information game, right? Like a game like a game like chess yeah. um, is a game of perfect information. Everyone playing, everyone has the same info. Everyone yeah. has the same info and all of the info. You know yep. exactly where your opponent's pieces are mm-hmm. and what their options are. Whereas poker, you both don't know what your opponent has, and you don't know what cards are going to come up. There's random stuff going on. But scientists have created a computer program they say is the perfect poker player and never makes a mistake. This is a two-player uh, game, fixed limit, heads up, Texas Hold'em. Okay. Which is, a you know, I guess a relatively restricted form of poker, but still, huge numbers of variants and... What does the heads imp- up part mean again? Heads up, I think, means just two people. Oh, okay. Um, it's just, yeah. It's just when it's down to two people, one against another, uh, fixed limit... Uh, so, like the kind, basically like the poker you see on TV, um, when at the stage when there's a limit and there's only two people left on the table. That's when they always bring out the money, as if they actually get the physical money. Yep. They just um, bring out, like they leave with a duffel bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but they don't. But like the yeah. casino will bring out. It'll be it'll be Ooh. like two girls in you know weird cocktail outfits will bring out like a a fucking radio flyer wagon full of like a million dollars <laughs> and then they just sit it there like to show you the with stakes a, with a bracelet yeah, yeah. 
and then it gets wheeled back off again and they do the bank transfer in a month yeah, yeah. <laughs> together with tax yeah they have uh, to sit down with the guy from the IRS it's like a very boring afternoon <laughs> is there a company that will rent money like <laughs> just rent a large quantity of money for show I'm sure there is. I know Can that I rent a million dollars just also, to have like, also, at my party. Do you really know that like it's it's hundred dollar bills all the way down? Right, or is it's it just like, like right, <laughs> not even real bills after the hundred dollar bill. I yeah, know that like one of those like, sort of yeah. cake molds. Yes. I know that you can, you can buy the- you can buy books by the foot for like decoration for your no, really. douchebag study. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, where it's just like a model of like ten books in a row. That no, they're like- real books, but they're just used books. Like yeah, they just yeah. get them from Goodwill and shit. So they'll just come stack up your bookcase. To you make know, you look, to make you learned. look learned. <laughs> we we look learned if we wanted to read the same book a thousand times because there used to be this uh, famed author who lived here, so we have like a hundred copies of one of his book <laughs> on our bookshelf. Are you talking about Sex Without Tears by about- Doctor Boyd Cooper? No, I don't know if Doctor Boyd lived here, but uh, Via Senor lived here. No, Via Senor oh. lived here, but they had a publishing company and they published Sex Without Tears, which I, I have like fifty know. copies of. Okay, we've discussed this a lot. Uh, all oh, those- I thought it was Tez, huh? I thought it was Sex Without Tears. Oh. <laughs> sex Without Tears is... is a lot of episiotomy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but his... Uh, his, his uh, oh, no. It's not Boyd Cooper. I'm thinking of the... Whoever wrote it, his bio was um, prominent and controversial gynecologist. Call yourself contro- a controversial gynecologist. Yeah, which I don't know how you'd be a controversial gynecologist. But he wrote a book called Sex Without Tears. Isn't that a Tom Rhodes joke? It sounds like Like, it. that's Tom Rose has, like, he gets billed as the bad boy of comedy. I don't do that with other jobs. <laughs> like, he's the bad boy of gynecology. He goes on with, like, fingerless gloves. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. Oh. By the way, I just Googled... Uh, our house Tom is, Rose, check him out. The craziest house story... I haven't Googled this before. Victor Villasenor, uh, yeah. the ex-husband of the woman we write our rent checks to. Yeah, it's to. a big deal. He he's a New York Times best-selling author. Yeah, he's a really big deal. The guy that's who lived here for decades. Yeah, he's, a, he's was that a, around the same time that pro skateboarder Tony Hawk lived here. It probably was. He wrote a no, novel he, called Reign of Gold. Um, yeah, he's like one of the most famous Mexican authors. His works are often taught in American schools. He went on to write Thirteen Senses, a memoir, and his book Burrow Genius, a memoir. Uh, but I guess Reign of Gold is the one that, that was the New York Times bestseller. Holy shit! This Reign is of Gold is a very famous house. Book. Yeah, but and he used to um, this fuck is our hippie the strangest landlord. house. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyhow, sorry, perfect, perfect poker. Yeah, so it'd be, it'd be no limits, I think, on the TV version. But this is limits poker. Oh, by the way, yeah, we're also talking about the IRS forms. Did you know they also do that on a game show? Like, if you win a whole load of prizes on a game show, you, like the credits roll while you're like waving and jumping, and then you have to go to an office for about an hour of and sign forms. And of course, and I heard you have to, you have to pay. Ta- do you have to pay the tax then? Like you can't because I've heard about can, people not even be able to have their prizes. You can sort of lay it off, or you can sell some. Yeah, it's very weird, but. Perfect poker. Perfect poker. Perfect poker. So, the developers sold Science Journal. They have solved this game. Um, The algorithm had a strategy so close to optimal, it can't be beaten with... It cannot be beaten with statistical significance within a lifetime of human poker playing. The Poker Ace algorithm is now available online for people to test, query, and even play against. Um... Since scientists first developed, started to develop game-playing artificial intelligence, there's been a series of famous cases where computer algorithms de- uh, develop strategies better than the very best human players. In 97, for example, IBM's supercomputer Deep Blue defeated Garry Kasparov, the world chess champion. But these machine victories have been in what are termed... That was very controversial, com- by the way. Mm-hmm. That was controversial. But that was also 97... Now, like, around that time, it was kind of evenly matched. It's controversial, and there's a film that was made about right. it. But now... Now it's no question, yeah. Yeah, now we're almost two decades later. 
Like now, there's not a chess player in the world who can beat the best computer. Well, there's barely a chess player in the world that can beat like a Mac laptop now. Like our computers are so powerful now, you know. Yeah, the algorithms have developed further, and then just just the sheer number crunching. Yeah, just the the sheer number of calculations and moves that they can. Yeah, I always feel like I play chess on the plane a lot, and I feel like like when we get down to a few moves, I feel like I I won. Even though I'm not going to win, I feel good about getting close. Oh, because the computer is so much better. Than you know, we no have like anyways. seven pieces, eight pieces left on the board, and I'm like, "This is this is a win. This yeah. is a win for me." Well, it's good enough. You know, like it's well. That's the thing with particularly with those games, the end game. Those programs suddenly they can calculate every move to the end. Like, yeah, when the end, that when, many. Yeah, when the point. end game right. is sort of going to be ten, fifteen moves deep. Yeah, it starts. They shrinking. can now calculate every option. Yeah, it starts much. shrinking exponentially, and then it, yeah, if you if there's like ten moves left, you're you're just fucked. I think I think I think uh, computers are so cocky now. Like if my Mac were about to lose, it would just shut itself off. <laughs> oh, good call. Or it, would, or it would just give you that spinning wheel. It just wouldn't tell you. And you'd be like, motherfucker. Like it's like that's how and that's how uh, women defeat you in arguments too. They just shut, they just shut down. Just shut down the computer. Sleep mode. <laughs> just, Excess fries, the thermometer in mouth, the uh, heat bag on the head. Right. What is is that? Is that a Chrome thing or is that a Mac thing? I forgot. When when something crashes, and I you think get that's that a Chrome thing. Was it all snap? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> say it, I go, what yeah. Pages? Your computer makes you sleep in a different room. <laughs> so these are perfect information games where all players have uh, where ha- have all the information that this occurred before and during. Um, this is not the case in poker, where players do not know which cards have been dealt to other players. This new poker playing program has taught itself to overcome this. It has played trillions of hands of poker and has been designed to learn by regretting and remembering every decision that does not lead to the optimum outcome. I don't know if regret, regret. is the right word. <laughs> I love it. It did put regretting in quotes. Like, um, so then there's a little bit Just in this article. itself up. God, it's so cool. <laughs> Why did I... I could have... Oh. Uh, this article... Then I have a new car right now. Yeah. <laughs> this article describes the rules of fixed limits, Texas Hold'em, which is two players are each dealt two cards they alone can use. Um, on the basis of that, the first player can choose to bet a set amount about the other or fold. The second player then can choose to match the bet, double it or fold. If the bet's doubled it, the first player has the option to match it or fold. Then three further cards are laid face up. Then there's another round of betting. Then another card is laid face up. Uh... Then another round of betting, and then a final and river card. and flop and shit. Yes. The, the turn, the river, the, the flop. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, it's the it's the version that's it's, it's a popular TV. Game. It's the version that's shown it's, on TV yeah. where you basically have to make the Texas, best. Texas hole. Yeah, you yeah. have to make the best five card poker hand you can out of the two cards that you have that only you can see, and the five communal cards in the middle. Um. So our model has spent two months playing poker again and again. Says lead researcher Michael Bowling from the um, University of Alberta. It's playing 24 trillion hands of poker every second <laughs> for two months. Yeah. That's more poker hands than all of humanity, so in some sense, it's not surprising that it's developed the perfect strategy. While this might seem a playful project, the use of game theory on which the research is based could have serious implications, including for security. Automated systems for airport checkpoints, for example, could be designed to incorporate this type of uncertainty and missing information. Uh, in this instance, though, when Dr. Bowling was asked whether he thinks purist professional poker players might be irritated by the breakthrough, he said, I have no idea. We'll have to see how much hate email I'll be getting come Thursday afternoon. But there you go. You can play it online. You can play the game. Uh, we'll put a link up to that at probablyscience.com. I wow. still don't quite understand what... Perf- I mean, 
like is it, it, it does it mean that in the most possible scenarios that it could it wins a hand or that its total take is the best because it also jacks up pots to the point that the hands it does win are well, worth it, more it would be measure. the most the perfect game is the game that results in you maximizing the amount of money you walk away from correct the not with. the number of hands that you won so no, it's about, no because part of yeah part of good poker playing is not just winning more hands than the other person it's, it's it's winning the most money you can on the hands that you win and losing the least money on the hands that you lose i mean also i mean like it's it's kind of a it's also a so if you playing with the most people too i mean it's you got to knock people out you got to make it's a team right, kind of a right. team game yeah, it's yeah. it's to me, it's sort of like blackjack in that where you know if, if you know we kind of all yeah. have to do yeah. well. At some you get point. to wear sunglasses indoors. That feels cool. Yeah, but this that is doing. Cool. I mean, this is doing what science and computer modeling and mathematical modeling does in general, which is start off with the most stripped down, basic version. Yeah. I'm sure once Game, they've done this, I bet right. the next thing they'll do is probably try and expand it to Beyond no players. limits poker or more players, players poker. Yeah. yeah, game theory. Uh, game theory experiments have always fascinated me. Yeah, I still don't understand though how you could hope to. Um, there's still the unpredictability of the other player. And I don't know if part of this algorithm is that it starts to see patterns because then what if you develop a pattern of play and then alter it partway through the game? You know what I mean? Like what does it do about the, the wrench you throw in the works when the other player is behaving in a non-perfect way? Well, I like that's, that's what well, I don't, I don't know, but there, that I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a very mediocre poker player, but so I do I. know. Yeah, I barely even know the rules. But so. even, even with those sort of variables, and you sort of go like, "What do you do when you're playing against someone who isn't playing a, a like a is playing like crazy moves and doesn't really know how to play that well?" And go, well, in the long run, they always lose. Like it, it's yeah. no coincidence that the best players in the world always end up in the finals of the right, championships. Right, right. And sometimes they get knocked out early because poker does have that random element. Sometimes, but it's not that random. They will, yeah. Sometimes they will uh, screw up or sure go catch an unlucky break. Right. But the best players in the world always in the long run end up beating the medium and shitty players. You mean like Phil Hillmuth and Phil Ivey and Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I watch Little Park on Saturdays. Yeah, I, sure. I do it. And then when you watch the, the, the you know that one big tournament every year, you the know like the World Series World yeah. Series of Poker. There's always like because it costs so much money just to enter it. Yeah the buy in is uh, uh, it's insane. A lot of people win their buy in. At least yeah. Most people win their buy in. Yeah by winning like satellite games. Yeah. Um, but then you'll have people that paid. So there's always like weird. There's always on. like Ben Affleck and shit. Oh, you could just be a shitty player and just pay the buy-in and play. Pay, pay, yeah, you could yeah. be a mi- like that's the other. You thing can about pay poker. the like hundred grand and then just be there. You could oh. be a millionaire who likes poker a lot, and you can just you can play <laughs> the best players in the world. You'll lose, right, but most still. likely, but you get the fun of like if you're the kind of person for whom like, losing a hundred grand is not a big deal. Right. And those people exist. <laughs> those people do exist. Then, like if you're a billionaire, you know, amateur tennis player, you're like, I just want to play in round one of Wimbledon. Like, I'll, I'll be yeah. out, but like, I get to play against Federer. <laughs> yeah, that's for, the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. If, Who's if, this if, new guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like, got a knee brace. Like, <laughs> that's, that's totally the, Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Like, I bet playing if you're jeans. Bill Gates, I'm sure. <laughs> Shirt, shirtless in jeans, <laughs> tennis. Right. If you're Bill Gates, I'm sure you could if you want to play Roger Federer at a game of tennis. You go, like, oh, hey, yeah. Roger Federer, yeah. if I give you. 400 grand to attend my event and we'll fly you out in a private jet but one of the things is at some point in the afternoon we're going to play we're going to knock a few balls together didn't you could do that but you don't get to actually be in the french open yeah <laughs> you don't didn't, get to... didn't vladimir putin like and almost certainly i don't called, even know what you're about to say but... 16 on mtv that's what that that's what that my cousin's husband yeah. shane betty i got to play basketball with obama 
like he brought a bunch of professional basketball players over to the White House to just like play a little pickup game because he can he's the president Dude, right that's, gets, that's uh, ridiculous yeah. I don't want to yeah. waste my I mean I do want to meet the president but I don't want to waste my Saturday <laughs> <laughs> right right well, you got like, Obama's win, like right? I want to do I mean, the comedy store mic I want to try out five minutes oh yeah Mr. President what was it Putin did uh, well, he just like uh, he and literally a very small amount of people, like ten people, just like had a private Katy Perry concert where they just like had Katy Perry perform. Oh yeah, there's all those stories, and then there's like uh, come to your living room. Didn't some didn't some like Emir offer Kristen Stewart like five hundred thousand dollars? She did it. She did it. Yeah, for fifteen minutes with her. So they just, fucked. <laughs> like they obviously fucked. No. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> I would fuck anyone for $500,000. In fact, it doesn't even matter if they have like HIV or not. $500,000, I'll fuck you. I don't care what gender Wait, you it, are. Is it tax-free or not? This is a big... It's got to be tax-free. Okay, it's tax got to be tax-free. You got to think about $500,000. It's got to be cash. It's got to be money. It's got to be the kind of money where you don't ever have to work again. I don't think $500,000 is that. I could never work again on five hundred dollars No, you couldn't. You don't know what I live on. <laughs> I promise I could never work again for five hundred grand. I don't know. Um... Yeah, dude, dude. And even if you did have to work again, wait, what do you mean? If I could take a year off, I'd fuck anybody. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah, maybe I would have to work again, but a year off, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I'm not but that- But the job market would change, you'd be behind the eight ball, like, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't yeah. know how to jump right back Dude, in. lose all your chops. Here's the deal, all right? You know, like, in, in high school, this is, as a guy, in high school, you sit around, you're having that conversation with your friends, right, like- right. Uh, how much money to blow a guy? Right. You know, it's like like a billion dollars. That's like the answer. Uh, but that's because you live with your parents and mm-hmm. they pay for everything. Every year I age, it like loses it a goes digit. Down. <laughs> loses a digit. Yeah, dude. I'm down to like from the front of the back. Like which, from the from the back from the back <laughs> Went from ten million dollars to zero. <laughs> right. So what? So what I'm saying is like probably at this point, I don't know. Like I figure like eight hundred bucks would change my life. <laughs> Like, I'd probably blow a guy for you. I feel like I could get over it pretty quickly. Like, by the afternoon, I could walk it off. What? I guess that's the thing. Is is, there's no long-term well, effects. That conversation like, always happened in high school, and there was no, also no money present. So, so, it's not, so if somebody goes, here's if, a stack immediately. <laughs> what are we talking, fellas? I mean, so, so. Radio flyer gets dragged in full of hundreds. Two well, that's the thing. No, $800 in $100 bills, I wouldn't do it. Because that doesn't look like shit. In tens, though. In, in ones, in ones. <laughs> if I eight hundred dollars of ones sitting in front of me, it's just some weird business guy. Suck, suck my dick, you know. Like he's like, he's know. completely covered in ones. You can't see any part of his body except his erect penis. He's <laughs> right. lying out of bed. Right. The only thing showing. So you keep seeing the money. Paper, paper cut those lips. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it Kevin? Sh- Kevin that is like, like sushi on like. Yeah. When it's like sushi laying on some hot chick and it's. <laughs> It was like from Art of War for what movie was that yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's that's isn't it, hilarious. Is it Kevin Shea who went to? college yeah. with yeah he has a bit about he kevin shea's like best friend from college is one of the guys who founded youtube yeah oh okay and is like a billionaire yeah more than once yeah he talks and, about he talks yeah about he has time. a whole bit about like you know they you play that what would you do for a million dollars i can't do that because i have a friend who is a billionaire he's <laughs> like he could front that money <laughs> yeah wow yeah man i don't know i figure like within two years i'll be down to like 20 bucks like 20 bucks i'll blow a dude you know, not four twenty bucks. You're just down to twenty bucks. So you, I, mean, I'll just, be, I only have twenty has, bucks. Has, has to be. I mean, it has to be marginal. And like, the, uh, the, can they live tweet it? We're like, what, like whatever. No. Now look, it has obviously, to be. obviously, we're riffing, we're joking. 
don't think you're joking about the $800. Of course I'm joking. Oh, I wouldn't okay. blow a guy for 800 oh, okay. bucks. Well, I don't know. That's like a big, <laughs> that's a small big number, or a big small number. Not the no. first time. What? But your first time is at a premium. I wouldn't go back. I don't think well, I'd go the, back. You gotta never start high because you, you can never get that dollar amount again. The first, whatever you, whatever you go first. I can't the, believe the we're having this discussion. Okay. My point is, it would have to be thousands and thousands of dollars, but it would be less than a million for sure. Okay, less and than a million. There's no way Kristen Stewart didn't fuck that guy. That's my fucking. Point. Oh, okay. I see. I bet she didn't. I That's gonna, implied. It's implied. What if I was gonna pose? What if it were like? What if it were uh, by time? Like by time. So, you know, like people can touch uh, a, like a Ford Focus, and whoever takes their hand off last wins the car. Yeah, yeah. Whoever well, takes their hand off Kristen Stewart. <laughs> it's just a bunch of dudes touching Kristen Stewart when she when her when her like uh, when her unimpressed look bums you out enough you have to like, leave. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, this got interesting. Yeah. Uh, where do we go from here? Toward, How do we wrap the, things toward, up? Uh, I don't think it got that weird. I mean, I'm no, saying I, I, I no, 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 no. I'm just saying no, that interesting all shit, you know. I'd, like tone is anybody paying you uh, 500 grand? 500 grand I would fuck in a mirror. That's what I'm saying. I would I would absolutely fuck a chic 500 grand. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I think you're doing a service. I think if you like you race relations. Yeah, you're like he need he needed he need to fuck someone. You could do with half a million dollars. Given 50,000 that to an orphanage, you're all good in your head. In your yeah. Head. yeah. You know what I mean? A lot at the correct way. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. At this point, like, if any uh, sheiks out there want to fuck for half a million dollars, write us in. It's probably science at gmail.com. That's philanthropy right there. And put it in is. the subject line, fuck Jesse for half a million dollars. <laughs> I get a safe two million, you could do the team. <laughs> what do you mean? Sure, sure. Yeah, I can say two All million. Three of us? Yes, yes. Yeah. Four million to get, like, the team and the guest of your choice. Wait a minute, because I've already... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Because I've already said 500,000, which means you guys are splitting more money than me. I don't like well, that. No, I we think, were just getting 750. Yeah. No, but I, you'd, we split it. We split it equally. Like, you'd go, like, if we get, if we do that, then you, we all get equal. We all get 666. Because I think it's a bonus once we, you know, a little premium. Is it at the same time or separately? No, I'd say that would be at the same time. I know that I would have to charge more. I could not yeah. be in an orgy with you guys. That would freak me out. Well, as long forever. as you avoid eye contact, like I can't look at you. Can't do it. What if we're all wearing masks? So you don't know which ones we. Are? <laughs> I don't want to see. Wait, so your blindfolded? Your well, your blindfolded is just three of you guys getting fucked in a room somewhere. So you got to listen to yeah. who's starting. I wonder Wait, if that's the Matt. five foot ten Matt's one. Gotta start. <laughs> it's the three of us fucking a chic. All right, I don't know you Let guys. Let me tell you something. If it's for the money, you're the one getting fucked. You're not. You're not doing the fucking. Well, yeah. Oh uh, well, you never know. Obviously, you never know. But the point is, uh, I yeah, would what charge. Is the point? I would what charge. Is the point? I would charge more to be in an orgy with you guys than less. I don't view that as like yeah, no, less that's why, pressure. That's why I'm upping the money, upping it from the half a million each. I mean, you could view it as it's it's you know the show's less work VH1, for each so. of us. <laughs> <laughs> this is less work, but. I don't know. I mean, that that throws a wrench in the works for me. Okay, what if they would fund our vomit comet? Right? Wait, wait, if we did it on the vomit comet in zero gravity, so it's something we're getting something out oh, of. Oh, I fuck someone go, for free in space. We want to go zero gravity. Put me in space and I'll blow anyone. So basically, five thousand dollars <laughs> is all your. Uh... The thing is, I don't even want to do the vomit comet. I'm only doing it because you guys are going to do it. So oh, then okay. it's like I got to do it. So then that's even worse. That's like, in okay. fact, I'll blow anybody to not go on a vomit comet. <laughs> There's anyone out there that can help me not do this fucking awful roller coaster <laughs> idea? I don't know. Tone, what have you got coming up? Yes. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Uh, besides well, trying to become an oil tycoon. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying, Doug? Other than that, 
I uh, uh my, my new website is up uh, just tonebell.com and so all my dates are are there I uh I'm in Michigan I'm in Ohio uh, I'm in my uh, South Florida Miami um just yeah new tour dates coming up and uh last couple episodes of Bad Judge we also got we you know we got canceled so but that's uh uh but I'm also on Fox's World's Funniest Fails that's coming on Friday nights coming up and um uh, and hopefully Mark A G and I show gets picked up on FX Fuck yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so. dude. Uh, that, and that's that's all. That's, that's that's a lot. That's great, man. That's all. That's all we got coming up. That's pretty cool, Andy. Stuff that's happening in the future. I'm still not sure if this week you can see me tonight at Littlefield uh, in New York on Night Train, or if you can see me at the Improv Tuesday through Saturday with Todd Glass in Vegas. I, I will know that. <laughs> Check Andy T Wood on Twitter. I guess. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I'll put it on my site, AndyTWood.com. How about that? And you're, site, uh, yeah. you're at Tone Bell on Twitter. Yeah, at Tone Bell. Tonebell.com. That's T O N A B E L L. Jesse, well. I'm flying to Saudi Arabia. I'm never doing this shit again. <laughs> Fuck you He's guys, out. man. He's out. I'm out. I found my out. <laughs> I've already gotten. It's weird. We haven't even posted this yet. And somehow I've already gotten 50 emails from Arab sheiks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, even to, know. To bring it full circle, you've also already spent the money in your head, like you do with everything, like with the Ted Bundy money. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've already got 500,000. I've got to find another one. Yeah. i got to find another guy. You've already told your agents to go fuck himself? Yeah. Yeah. It's just me wiping off my mouth on my hoverboard. <laughs> 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 ah, I should have invested. Should have invested. Uh, <laughs> and with that, thank you so wait, much I for listening. Got, I want to just, uh, this weekend in Burbank, come oh. see me. Flappers, if you're around uh, Toledo on Valentine's weekend, Sketchfest on the 7th and 8th of February. I did those two the wrong way around. And I'm in Alaska in April. Hey, I know Toledo folks. Go see Matt, will you? Awesome. Uh, but yeah, and uh, thanks for that, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, Tone. Um, any, any questions, comments, clarifications, as always, you can email us, probablyscience at gmail.com. You can tweet us at probablyscience. Uh, the website is probablyscience.com. That's where you can find the links to all the articles that we talk about and you can also find the donation page and the Amazon link uh, you can spread the word that really helps us out write nice things about us on iTunes subscribe if you're not already subscribing particularly through the phone app apparently um, and uh, we will see you next week thank you very much thank you Tone Bell and see you soon bye, bye. bye.